0: Welcome to Lipstick Biddy, a beauty podcast. I'm your host, Atlanta makeup artist and content creator, Rachel Rose Mazza. I created this podcast to have unfiltered conversations about all things beauty. We're chilling with my friends and colleagues from all over the world in all different walks of life. This goes way beyond the glossy facade of social media. Sometimes we don't get to know the personalities behind the people who create with their heart and soul. I'm talking to everyone from pro makeup artists to beauty enthusiasts, from influencers to entrepreneurs and everyone in between. Lipstick Biddies is a community we're building that is truly interactive with you listeners. So if you're someone who wants to learn some shit, get inspired and have a good ass time, this podcast is for you. Who are the faces behind the faces? Keep listening to find out. Hello, biddies. Welcome back to another week of the Lipstick Biddies podcast. Welcome to all my new biddies. So glad to have you here. I hope I don't scare you this episode. Hello, all the people who come back week after week. I appreciate you so much. Of course, my name is Rachel. I am the host here that had Biddy in charge, and you and I are gonna have a conversation with our special guest for the next 58 minutes. It's a really good conversation. So before we get into the episode and introducing my guest, just a couple announcements, a couple reminders. We have so much going on this month in June. We have, of course, our Atlanta Lipstick biddies meetup on June 25th. Y'all, there are only two tickets left and we have three weeks until the event, three and a half weeks, make sure to get your ticket now. Everything's always in the show notes. So make sure to pick them up now. There's only two tickets left. It's going to be incredible. I'm so excited for it. And of course, this is Pride Month. So we have merch in the merch store for Pride, a special rainbow Yesified logo in the merch store. As you know, I'm queer, so we always like to do a fundraiser for Pride. We're raising money for the Atlanta Trans Housing Coalition. 100% of the proceeds from all of the merch that is from our Pride collection will be going to that organization to benefit homeless women of color here in the Atlanta area. It is limited edition. It is only available for the month of June and also special like colors of shirts. So I'm really excited about it. Make sure to check it out along with all of the new spring summer merch in the store as well as the new sticker store. As a reminder, if you'd like to support your girl, consider joining the Patreon, patreon.com slash lipstickbiddies. Uh, you get monthly meetups, you get monthly bonus episodes, a podcast shout out and more. I always try to throw in some like random perks. Like for example, my patrons get into the biddies and then a meetup for free. So I'm always trying to treat my patrons uh, because you guys are the reason why this podcast and community continues to grow and thrive if you'd like to support me in a completely free way you can rate review or subscribe and i'm actually going to start this new thing where i read off a review of the week. So we're going to start that off now. Our review of the week comes from Lear Myers 02. They say this podcast is a must listen for the makeup artist, makeup lover, or even the makeup newbie out there. I love how honest the conversations are, and I always le- learn something new regardless of the topic. Definitely would recommend. Thank you so much for Leah for writing that review. As a reminder, if you do write a review, or drop a rating in either Apple or Spotify and send me a screen grab of that along with your mailing address, I will mail you something special as a thank you. One last reminder, tomorrow we are going to be having an Instagram Live with the Sanitation Conversation. So all of you biddies who have been asking me about more hygiene and sanitation-focused episodes and content, they are the ones to know. Follow them at the Sanitation Conversation. It's going to be tomorrow the 9th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and make sure you are subscribe to my notifications on my instagram so that you don't miss out on things like this because i always announce them well far in advance because the algorithm not everybody sees them so make sure to subscribe so that you are in the loop for all of that so let's get into today's episode my guest today is carly joe makeup you can find her on instagram and tiktok at carly joe makeup she is an ohio based makeup artist specializing in weddings and other special events since 2015 alongside working with clients you can find her on tiktok youtube and instagram supplying her audience with makeup advice and aspiring makeup artists professional tips on their own business, we talk about so much this episode. Carly, she is fucking amazing. If you don't follow her, make sure you're following her like yesterday and she's so sweet and she's funny and she's very real so we actually connected on i think we connected on instagram first and then um, connected with her on tiktok she has a pretty big tiktok following so you gotta like follow her to understand like a lot of where this conversation is coming from too because we talk about a lot she has really built a business for herself very healthy business in a very oversaturated Industry, being that she's in Ohio and that she works uh, bridles, and she's be- been able to turn her TikTok notoriety and her Instagram page into a really, really great way to get new clients. So she kind of talks about that in this episode, but we really do talk about bridal makeup. We talk about, you know, the business side of it. We talk about contracts. We talk about how to handle clients on their most important day, of course, using social media to drive business to your freelance business, specifically, like I said, TikTok and Instagram. We talk about going viral, viral tricks, like how we feel about all those like clickbaity kind of videos. We talk about sanitation. One of the things that I'm most passionate about, Carly is too, and that's why we, we fucking stand Carly. And also we are answering your questions that you submitted for Carly... For me to ask Carly. So I hope you all love the episode. One last thing I'm gonna plug for Carly is she is one of the finalists for the Sephora Squad. So please, please, please go to the show notes and click the link to drop her a testimonial. There's only, I think, a few more days for her to have testimonials submitted and you know she finds out like next week if she gets the sephora squad so make sure to support her in that way too i would love to see her get into the sephora squad she really deserves it and i had a really good time with this episode so i hope you all enjoy it and i will talk to you next week hi videos welcome back to lipstick videos podcast it is your host rachel here of course the hostess of the moses have been in charge here with another really cool episode with you today i'm here with the fabulous lovely Beautiful, talented, Carly Joe Makeup. Hi, Carly. you me blush. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We kind of like synced up with like our like shirt. Sure. We're both wearing white. Yes. We both have the white background.
1: <laughs> yes. I was wearing black, but I'm like, you know what? Let's have a little bit of light in here.
0: So a little bit of fun, a little bit (laughs) of fun. So Carly, for
1: anybody who is
0: meeting you for the very first time on this episode, can you let the listeners know a little bit about yourself,
1: what you do? I'm Carly. I am a freelance makeup artist based in Columbus, Ohio. It's fun actually over here. People like to shit on Ohio, but there's actually some pretty cool things that <laughs> happen here. But yeah, I've been in the wedding industry for about seven years, doing wedding makeup, specializing in that and special events. And I've been on TikTok since December of 2020, since my boyfriend peer pressured me into it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. so that
0: uh, I love that. That's that's how you got on TikTok because I was going to ask you that yeah. at some point. It was, in this interview. It was kind
1: of a pandemic, just- and of course, no one was really doing makeup during that time. And I'm like, I don't know what else to do. And my boyfriend's like, go on TikTok, and I'm like, I don't know. He only downloaded TikTok just to follow me and like a couple yeah we love him (laughs) we do he's a keeper
0: (laughs) oh so cute and you guys just uh you just bought a house so you're in the middle of
1: moving yes I did not know how much goes I never want to step foot in Home Depot ever again but I know we're gonna have to do it (laughs) so that's my home away from home now (laughs) At least you have some support. Let me tell you, I go into Home Depot. I'm like a
0: fucking deer in headlights. And they're like, can I help you? And I'm like, "I, I no matter what I'm there to get, and I'm like, it's fine. I'm just I'm looking at the plants and then I like <laughs> abandon ship and just go into the plant section because
1: I'm embarrassed. <laughs> well, then I'll go to the paint section and I'm like, oh, pretty colors. And remember when you we were picking out colors. We were deciding on which ones to do. And I'm like, uh, no, that doesn't go with that one because that's a peach undertone. It used to be this undertone. <laughs> oh, yes. True makeup artist. Like so, I so never i never yeah. even
0: got into that when i like until i started doing makeup but like do you usually paint your walls do you rent your apartment yeah. yeah no yeah we rented our apartment but we painted all of our walls in the house so do you do like an accent wall? what's your favorite painting project that you've done
1: we actually did an accent wall so we have a rug that has like a baby blue navy blue and an orange it kind of looks like it's like a mountain Look, And then we took that, I don't know, I'm not good at describing things. Um, and then we <laughs> took that Navy and put it as an accent wall with our, with our fireplace and stuff. So nice. I'm really excited about that. Nice. How, are you from Ohio or how long have born you been and there? Raised, born and raised. I will forever be here probably. No, I'm kidding. I hope to leave at some point, but <laughs> I know there's other things out there for me. It's just, Ohio is, it's, it's great, but I, I love going other places well the good thing is about our career in
0: this industry we can literally do our job anywhere literally literally and you can find you know if you have the right attitude and hustle mentality you can build your clientele wherever you go like people sometimes think that you can't in smaller markets
1: Oh, I cannot tell you how, especially with TikTok and how my platform has grown since then. So many people have like, do you travel? Can you come to South Carolina? Can you come to New York? And I love all these amazing opportunities I'm opening myself up to. That's great. Congratulations. Thanks. Also, my dog is trying to fix her bed over there. I don't know what's happening. So <laughs> if, you have, if you hear any muffling, that's, oh, she just laid down with okay, oh, Kikam.
0: Oh, we love her. So Biddy, so first of all, I want to tell you about like how I got to know Carly. So I don't know. I think what happened was you followed me on Instagram. So you were following me on Instagram. I think we had followed each other on Instagram. So I knew your Instagram, you know, you were a bridal artist. That's pretty much yeah. what you have on your Instagram. But I didn't realize who you were because you were coming up on my TikTok feed and then I was following you on TikTok but not realizing it was you because you and I had like DM, like biddies, you know, like I DM with a lot of you, but a lot of you don't have your pictures in your bio. So like, I don't actually know what any of y'all look like. Let me tell you the makeup show is always fun because people come up to me and I've been having these conversations with them, but I have no idea who, what you guys look like. (laughs) And then they're like, oh wait, that's you. (laughs) (laughs) So but it was so funny. And I think it was I'm trying to think of which it was the video. It was the video of you when you were um, the client, you're telling them to look up or look down, you know, when you're trying to (laughs) do their eye, you know, Biddy's. you know, we're talking about when you tell the client to look (laughs) down and they Tilt their whole head down instead of just looking their eyes down. So yeah. that popped up my feed. And then I kept seeing you and I was like, oh, she's so funny. And then I followed you. And then at some point I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's
1: you. And then I was just like,
0: <laughs> and Carly is probably being modest. Carly has like a quarter million TikTok followers. she's a very strong following. You're. I don't know if you delete comments, but your comments
1: are very nice. Your comment section is very supportive. <laughs> I, have, I have amazing, amazing followers. They're awesome. But there are some people, especially when the a, a, a video does go around, there are some people who do leave negative comments. And I'm usually one, I will tell my boyfriend for like hours. I'm like, can you believe that person said that comment? And he's like, he, my boyfriend and I are so opposite when it comes to that, because he's literally just like, forget about it. You're right? right. Like, they don't know you. And so I've, I've taken the if they don't know you personally, don't take it personally, right? Really seriously. And I'm like, I don't care about negative comments anymore. Like, yeah. if they're that miserable to comment, take the time to comment on something instead of scroll something, then they, you know. Yeah. other things you better worry about. Well, I think a lot of
0: times with men um, specifically, I, I, I can speak for myself, like the negative comments that I've gotten are always about my appearance. And like for women that, you know, you get it, like it's it right. can be like triggering although every time I get like a negative comment about my appearance the person never has a profile picture I'm like you're fucking ugly then I know that you're ugly and <laughs> the only reason why like her. and the only reason why I think about that is because of Drew Afwalo like because she I love like... her I will binge
1: watch her videos all the time
0: <laughs> Anyways, I digress. But I just wanted to say, um, so the reason why I thought that you would be a perfect guest, first of all, your listener, which I love um, having people on here who kind of know like the feel of this podcast, but you're one of those professional makeup artists that has your hands on a couple things. We haven't done a bridal episode in a while. Certainly, we haven't had one on season two. We've had one on season one. I think we've had two episodes with uh, Sarah Maas, uh LA makeup artist. So go back and listen to those if you wanna hear more about bridal. But because your specialty is bridal, and then you also have some more to talk about when it comes to content creating, Because you're a professional working makeup artist, but you've utilized content creation and your TikTok platform to drive business to your makeup artistry business. So this is something that like I talk about pretty often. So I'm really glad to have you and your unique point of view on this. So we're gonna get into it.
1: Awesome. (laughs) So let's start out. What made you become a makeup artist? So I actually wanted to do nails. I found cute polish on YouTube. And I think that was like freshman, sophomore year of high school. And I like the concept of nail art was like fascinating to me. And so I, my parents' house smelled like acetone every damn day. And my parents like, you need to air out like open windows or something. And I ended up finding out that my high school partnered with a trade school, vocational school, whatever you want to call it. And they had a cosmetology program. Like this is a perfect opportunity. I don't want to have to, I don't have to go to a private sector. I can go while I'm in high school, take the exact same Courses as I would if I were to go to private sector and get my license right after high school. And so I went to the school. And of course, if anyone who's listening has been a cosmetology school, they know that everything is at your fingertips, either cheap or free. And so we are always experimenting with our appearances, you know, getting our nails done, doing our hair all the time. And I wanted a pixie cut real bad. My sister and my sister-in-law had them and my sister-in-law is a cosmetologist. So she cut my hair in my junior years, my first year at that school. And I loved it. It looked fantastic. but I'm like, I feel naked. Like I don't have any hair to play with up here. So what, what else can we do? And I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. makeup. So that's where it really started. I did a ton of colorful looks. I would wake up at like, four o'clock in the morning to do like a fun rainbow cut crease, glitter, eye look, whatever. And I would show Mm -hmm. up just full beat. People would be like, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Like I was the girl that in cosmetology school, like every day came up with a new, like came with a new makeup look and just, you could see me from the other side of the school kind of thing. So, yeah, I love that. So do you feel like you're glad that
0: you went to cosmetology school? Do you feel like that's like giving you a leg up in the industry? Because I feel like people are very mixed on like whether you should even go to cosmetology school,
1: right? I I'm so glad I went because I honestly don't know what I would do. Like I, you have these people to be like, oh, well, what would you do if you didn't do this? I have no idea. Like I have no idea. But I'm so glad I went. Not only because of the connections I have. I mean, I still talk to my cosmetology instructor to this day. I've been to the school multiple times to do courses for the students. So it's given me great networking opportunities. But I think the biggest thing was sanitation, and I think that is very important in this industry and any makeup artist they know how important it is and Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to go to school specifically for it but you know it's a really important thing especially now after being in a pandemic probably the most important thing about your job other than like taxes and stuff and like actually doing the makeup sanitation is the biggest part and that's what I learned both not only in cosmetology school but in makeup school as well that Mm -hmm. was one like big most important course that we took that's
0: good though because it's like honestly my make I didn't go to cosmetology school I went to like a 44 hour makeup course they Mm kind of glazed over hygiene honestly and I've also had like people in my DMS telling me about people like instructors being unhygienic and doing crazy stuff so you're like one I feel like that's not the rule that like hygiene is like really well gone over but I feel like in cosmetology school they kind of have
1: to Yeah. And I feel from my experience and just seeing other makeup artists as well, I think sanitation that they're being taught in schools right now can be a little outdated because they're not Mm -hmm. keeping up with the new technology or new, you know, discoveries of whatever. So I think trying to find something that is also up to date in terms of. 2022 in the pandemic especially is really beneficial. I think everybody tightened it up a little bit over COVID. I know I did. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And and, and, you know, sanitation has always been prevalent in the makeup artist industry, but it it unfortunately, I think took a pandemic for people to think, oh, well, what about makeup artists? What, what, what do they do to be hygienic? And that's, I think where it really started to kick off for that.
0: Yeah, I think that that's another thing that I really love about your Tiktok specifically is because you talk about that often. And first of all, like, okay, (laughs) I always think about this often because I feel like most people who know and love lipstick biddies understand where I'm coming from when I get on and I'm like, you guys stop being filthy because i'm very tough love because like i'm italian like i'm from new york like tough love like let's cut the bullshit. literally at very much like the good cop <laughs> She's like she's like here's why you should do this but you do it you always like use like really great verbiage never i i hope i don't come off judgmental but i feel like you do it in such a way that is very
1: approachable for anybody Yeah. And I think it also has to do, unfortunately, with the rude comments that I, because I think the, the videos I get the most like rude comments on are my sanitation videos because, because it's always like, that's not what I was taught or I've been doing this for X amount of time and I've never had a problem. And I'm like, great for you. I'm not saying you need to do this. Like I'm forcing you to do it. But if you want to be as sanitary as possible for your clients if you don't want them to come back with pink eye or take you to court or that's very slim by the way anyone watching like don't make that think that like that's right. what's gonna happen but, there's but a- they could tell their friends right literally and to me sanitation I'd rather do more than I need to than not enough like yeah. especially and they say you know it. that's why that's kind of why makeup isn't there's no license or anything like that to be one because it's non-invasive you have to also think about what you're putting on these people's faces. You don't know their medical history. You don't know what they're susceptible to. And so that's why I'm like, sanitation is very important. And yeah, especially stressing that after and during a pandemic, people really appreciate that kind of thing. Right. So how long have you been?
0: So how long, how many years in total have you been a makeup artist? Seven. Okay. Yeah. I'm coming up on, I'm coming up on six years. So we're like similar like trajectory. So at what point in your career did you decide that you wanted to kind of put, all of your effort and energy into bridal because you're primarily a bridal makeup artist, right? Yeah. And are you, do you usually work on a team or do you completely um, freelance
1: on your own? So I completely freelance now. I did used to work in teams, which is something that I recommend to anyone who is starting out in the wedding industry or wanting to be a wedding makeup artist, because it really helps to get you a foot in the door. You don't have to do all the administrative work and all like the tax stuff, blah, 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 but you get the experience of being hands-on and doing the makeup. But yeah, I'm strictly freelance. And I, it really took working in salons for me to choose. I'm like, this is not what I want to do because non-competes are a thing and I do not recommend them. Absolutely not. <laughs> mm-hmm. So is there something about bridals
0: in particular that you enjoy better than like other jobs or are, do you like,
1: is it mostly because of the market that you're
0: in that you do primarily bridal?
1: I think it's the market. And plus I just love me. I mean, there are so many people you meet in the wedding industry and that's one of the industries that I recommend if you're wanting to get into makeup, bridal Is the best. Not only is it a good money maker. I mean, that's not the only reason you should do it because you know everyone is getting married. But there's always someone who knows someone who knows someone that's going to get married, and your name will be thrown out there at some point as a referral and recommendation. And so you have so many networking opportunities to not only meet these brides but also other vendors. And then those vendors can recommend you, Mm -hmm. and then those clients can recommend you to others. And it's just kind of a domino effect in a way once you're in the wedding
0: industry. So do you uh, feel like your clientele pre-TikTok has been mostly based on word of mouth, or what are some things that people who are listening can do if they want to get into the bridal industry to kind of start finding those clients?
1: Word of mouth is a big deal. Because again, everyone knows everyone who's getting married. But when I say social media has really taken over pretty much everything. I have so many clients just this year and next year that I have booked just from Instagram and TikTok alone. And it really helps to, you know, when I have my inquiry form, when someone fills it out, I have a thing where it says, where did you find me? And now at least 85, 90% of the time, it's Instagram, it's TikTok, or it'll be a referral if not. So mm-hmm. social media and networking with other vendors, you know, even just messaging them on Instagram saying, hey, I'm available for services or even doing styled shoots as well, they're not going to be paid. And that's something you have to keep in mind when you first start out, you're not gonna, you know, get a lot of money because you're probably gonna have to do a lot of free services to get your name out there for exposure, which is totally fine. That's just part of the job. But as you continue to work these styled shoots or, you know, these weddings that you're starting out you're going to build that clientele because of word of mouth or social Mm -hmm. media, utilizing those hashtags, posting as much as you can, utilizing any social media platform you can. That's part of the reason why I joined TikTok, not only to share the knowledge that I have, but to gain clients that way as well. So you mentioned style shoots for the people who may not be professional
0: makeup artists. Can you explain what style shoots are and just like a little bit about like what goes
1: into that? Yeah, so styled shoots basically are just all these wedding vendors just collaborating on a styled shoot where they would just, you know, they find a wedding dress vendor, makeup artist, hairstylist, every single vendor you can think that goes into a wedding. And it's basically for your portfolio, for you to execute your work. Um, Usually these are not paid or they're, you know, you discounted or services or whatever, but it's really just meant for exposure for you to network with other vendors and you know it could be one photographer there could be three photographers on it it just really depends on who's collaborating on the project
0: yeah i've done a couple styled shoots because i was doing more bridal when i first got to atlanta it's not something that i like advertise anymore but i always had like i don't know i always had a really good time when i did them i only did like Hmm. three of them but like the venues usually that they book you at are like pretty and wild because they're you know sometimes also they're trying to submit to magazines like bridal magazines so they want to do like a very extravagant and a lot of times also they're very um it's not like a cut and dry wedding like usually there's some sort of theme so like one time I was able to do one that was like Halloween themed and we did yeah so we did like a gothic like bride and then we did a second look which was like a complete special effects makeup for me awesome so i got to do two looks and i somehow managed to get a lot of artistic direction into it like even like with this with the actual like styling of what she wore they really like let me input a lot i mean
1: it totally depends on like who you're working with but i had a lot of fun i love them I yeah. think there's so much fun. And again, the networking opportunity, you know, once you work with that professional and they see how well you work, not only the work you do, but how you do it and do. how you approach the work, they will recommend you. They're going to put you on
0: their vendors list. Right. Do you find before social, like other than social media, do you find your word of mouth comes a lot from vendors or clients themselves or a little bit of both
1: it's a little bit of both it's usually a lot of vendors I work closely with a lot of planners and they always have a designated list as well so usually it's vendors whether it's a planner whether it's you know my fellow makeup artists as well who aren't available Mm -hmm. we will recommend other artists in the area as well but also clients who I have regular clients that come to me and they without a doubt without hesitation recommend me in a heartbeat to whoever's meeting someone. Yeah, it's so
0: important to also network, like you were saying, with other makeup artists. Little plug for the Atlanta meetup that's coming on the 25th. You'd be surprised how many jobs I get past when people can't make theirs. And like you gotta like make those connections.
1: Right, right, it helps.
0: Yeah, and even like, you know, because I feel like people sometimes put the pressure on themselves to assist, and they think that that's the only way to make a relationship with a makeup artist but you can attend networking events and you can meet bridal you can meet makeup artists like on the job and a, a lot of times i find also if you're working with a hairstylist nine times out of ten they usually do makeup too so really like work on those relationships with those vendors and specifically mm. you know makeup artists, hairstylists yeah
1: i also think because i've personally never assisted Formally assisted, so I can't speak on assisting, but something else that I think really helps joining local Facebook groups of Mm -hmm. hair and makeup, because I'm telling you, they're always posting every day. Is someone available for this? Whether they're not available or if they need a second artist, you can join those and you will have so many opportunities to work certain weddings or events. So do you what what do you find to be most like
0: rewarding
1: doing like bridal makeup? Definitely the reactions I get when clients finally see the mirror I personally don't give them the mirror when I do makeup because I want them to see the the big picture and when they see that big picture of their hair and makeup done and the reaction it's just I mean they cry of happiness of course I hope but it's just that satisfaction of knowing that like, they picked the right person and the idea of being a part of someone's big day like they chose you to be a part of the biggest day of their life. And your work is going to show up in their photos years from now. And they're going to remember you as a great makeup artist because of X, Y, and Z. So I think that's Mm -hmm. most rewarding is just knowing that I'm a part of this day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why I left. (laughs) 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 Because I don't like i don't like that and that's that's the whole thing it's like you either you either love that you love being a part of that huge day Mm -hmm. or the pressure
1: of being part of someone's biggest day of their life is is too much and that's me you know i i don't (laughs) underestimate you know i don't i understand and know the pressure there is a lot of pressure as a wedding makeup artist and i think some people underestimate what kind of work goes into it there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of behind the scenes that people don't see and that pressure can be really terrifying sometimes too.
0: I think that's why so like now like I said like I don't really advertise it but people still book me for it Mm -hmm. I go usually only do the bride and like one other person and then I have a second artist come with me for everybody else and usually when it it was when I feel like it was when I was working on a team or being contracted out through other people that it was more stressful. But whenever someone books me directly, they already know who I am. They already know what I'm working with and they want me, you know what I mean? So instead of like, they're just booking uh, someone and they really have no idea what to expect, they're booking you for you. So do you find that too? Like, cause you've worked on a team before.
1: Yeah, I, I like knowing that people know what I do. There are some times where, Clients do come in and our, our styles don't match up, but that's that's, that's going to happen regardless. But I love knowing that clients who want to book me, they have the same Uh, mindset the same vision that I do for their makeup and for their wedding
0: what do you find to be like something that's really like tricky or like the most difficult part about bridal artists being a bridal makeup artist either in your business or creatively or like what what is like one of the most difficult things about being a bridal makeup artist
1: I think the most difficult thing to overcome was definitely the administrative work again people don't know what kind of work goes in behind the scenes. And that's something that I learned the hard way. I was like, oh, wow, I have to have to pay this many taxes. Like (laughs) the taxes is what really hits you when you're like, yeah. It. that's a lot. But you know, hiring the right people, making sure, you know, a, an accountant and an attorney, and I think also just contracts in general and trying to figure out what goes into a contract and figuring out if it aligns with your state and you know, all the the little, you know, fine lines and details. So right. it, it was definitely the administrative part and creatively it was really just overcoming what suited best for each client in terms of the makeup as well, you know, and kind of collaborating with the client as, as well. When you are given an inspiration photo or an idea for a makeup look, the pressure to replicate that exact look is really high because a lot of people think that that's just what it's going to look like. You know, if you give me a picture of Kim, if I give, if someone gives me a picture of Kim K, they think that's what it's going to look like not everyone looks like MK. That's the only person she looks like. This MK. <laughs> so I think trying to also communicate to the client saying, Hey, this is probably not the best look for you because XYZ, let's try to collaborate on something that is a happy medium for you and the look that you're wanting to go for.
0: Yeah. I think it's
1: your interpersonal
0: skills also. I think working in retail helped me with that, but I would still get, there was some people that like the one that broke the camel's back was I it was someone that I just could not make happy have you Mm -hmm. ever had that happen before and like this was also someone she actually did have a trial so it was like Very much like the day of, I was like, girl, we were on the
1: same page for the trial. What happened? Yes, I I mean, they're always going to happen regardless of how good of a makeup artist you are, how long you've been in the industry. There will always be people who you cannot please. There will be people who don't like your work. And you know what? That's okay. They're not the client for you. You're not the makeup artist for them. Give them referrals and call it a day. You can try to work with them. But if you just keep finding that you can never get on the same page, it's just probably not a good fit. So, but what happens if it's the like the day of the wedding
0: and you're just not clicking? Have you ever had that happen before? And like, how did you navigate that?
1: Kind of, I process, I require a trial to avoid that kind of situation because I like, I'm not going in blind for your wedding day. I'm sure you don't want to go in blind with your wedding makeup. And when you kind of put it in that sense, you're like, oh yeah, I don't want to go in blind. Like we have to kind of put it, put themselves in their shoes and just like, oh yeah, that's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I always recommend doing a trial regardless, but I've had trials where I've, taken off the makeup before and reapplied it and changed something and just never really worked out. And I have them, you know, still wear the makeup during the day, look at it, in different lighting, you know, test it up, go work out, go, you know, test the makeup to see how well it's going to last. You know, if you don't like it, let me know. And I always let my clients know, nothing. I don't take anything personally. If you want to change something, you know, Mm -hmm. you're more than I do. So it's important to communicate those things with me. I don't take it personally. I don't take offense to it, but there are just things where people, some people have never gotten their makeup done and it's just different. You know, how how a makeup artist sees someone's face is totally different from how they do their own makeup right and styles may not align and that's okay right
0: i want to like also make like one just like little note about something that you said previously about contracts and mm-hmm. making sure they're like legally sound i don't think a lot of people realize because a lot of people do buy them on etsy and i've had people ask me to put my contracts online and like i've thought about doing it but i also realized that like It has to be specific to your state. There's certain things that you can't ask for when it comes to like a retainer, for example. Can't call it a deposit. You have to call it a retainer.
1: And I'm like, oh, because a deposit can technically be refundable. Refundable. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so yeah, when I found that out, I immediately changed. (laughs) So that's
0: why like it's important to actually have an attorney, you know, if you do buy one of those templates, you still would probably need to have an attorney look it over and make sure that it applies to your state because you just don't want to like have that situation come up. I feel like most contracts, though, I feel like are just to prevent any miscommunications. Like I personally haven't heard of someone actually have to take someone to court over that. But like, You just want to cover all your bases. Yeah.
1: And not only do the contracts cover the makeup artists, but they also cover the client as well. Promising that we're going to show up. We're going to show up on time. We're going to show up with the tools we need. And we're going to show up and do the work you're paying us to do.
0: Biddies, we're kicking off the summer, right? It is June. And that means pride. Happy pride to all of my fellow queer biddies and allies that support us June and all year round. But you know, it's pride. We got to do it in a big way. We got to celebrate and we're raising money this month for a fantastic organization. Through the month of June to celebrate my Moda Maven feature, all purchases made with my promo code, lipstick biddies at modabrush.com, including my very favorite totally electric you <laughs> full face kit, I will be donating a portion of my commissions that I receive from your sales to the Atlanta Trans Housing Coalition. Their goal is always to be establishing long-term housing in Atlanta for trans people, particularly Black trans women who are experiencing chronic homelessness and to ensure that they have the wraparound services necessary to thrive. And we also yassified the merch store. So if you head to lipstickbitties.com, There is a new brand spanking new Pride collection with our new Rainbow logo. 100% of the profits from the sales of the Pride merch will go directly towards the Atlanta Trans Housing Coalition as well. And make sure while you're there to check out our new spring and summer collection with our new graphic tees and sticker store. So you have a few different ways that you can support the queer community directly from a queer makeup artist, a queer creator, and directly benefiting a local community. So make sure to check it out and have a happy pride. One piece of advice that you feel like is the reason why you get rebooked like as a bridal makeup artist that you could give someone
1: I think it's the way you market your business. And I, I took Sonia Roselli. Do you follow her? Sonia yes. Roselli? Okay. I took her, um, ideal client course game changer. I recommend her courses to anyone. They're pricey, but trust me tax write-off anyways, first off. Yes. So you can it off. Um, but in education is such an investment that you should make in your, um, business, but how you market your services is. What kind of clients are going to bring in, and what kind of clients your clients are going to recommend. You know, if you provide a shit ton of discounts, for example, you're really only, only those people are only going to recommend you to people who want those cheap services, mm-hmm. who want a discount. They're going to expect you to give a fifty dollars face instead of the hundred dollars face that you charge. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that you market your services not only to the correct people, but also your style as well. Because if you specialize in natural makeup people who like natural makeup are going to recommend them recommend your services to those who also like natural makeup they're not really going to recommend you recommend people who like a full glam to you
0: right yeah I think putting out on like now like kind of like crossing over to social media putting on your Instagram feed especially if you're a bridal makeup artist the style people talk about how like people always book them for natural like I had someone I was talking to. I think it was one of my meetups um someone here who was saying that she only gets booked for natural brides and i said girl we're in atlanta like we are in atlanta like people get glam the fuck out here for some like like there's a good market for that but if all you have on your feed is clean beauty and natural brides that glam client is not
1: going to book you because they're not going to know that you could do that right you have to put the pictures out that you know, like if you know you want to do more glam makeup and you happen to have a glam client, post it. Like yeah, you need to market your services to the people that you want. Right. And if you don't have the client, make it up,
0: get your friends, go into the, like we have Atlanta Social Club. I see makeup artists post about this often where they're like, I need to do some portfolio work. Anybody want to come over for free makeup? And then you get regular people and then you put a veil on them and pretend like it's a, Literally. And and say problem. it has to be it has to be in my style. You're being a model. And just take a picture, make it yeah. look like it's a client. They, Absolutely. No one's gonna know. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: like make it a day. Like I, I can't remember if I posted a YouTube video on this. I probably did. I don't know. Anyways, but, you know, make it a girl's day, you know, get all of your friends together and just glam as many people as you can in a day, take as many photos as you can of the work that you want to do. And this is a good opportunity to practice too. If you have been, if you've been dying to try this contouring technique or try a wing liner on hooded eyelids, Mm -hmm. that's the best time to do it is practicing. And when you're wanting to post the work that you want to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I miss living. I used to live in an apartment complex and you would see your neighbors everywhere. And we had like a resident events. It was kind of like college again, except everybody's yeah. like in their mid thirties. Right. Um, but like my neighbors would let me practice on them and I would just have them come over and just do skill drills. Like individual lashes, for example, I like yeah. struggled with. And the only way you get better at them is just by repetition. And if you don't have the clients asking for them, you have to get people to practice on because what's gonna happen, and this is why I started doing this, is because I had someone sat in my chair asking like insistent, insistent on individuals. And I only <laughs> had these like shitty ass like Nicks ones, with the oh, knots mm-hmm. and like I had used them maybe. Yeah, I I use them. Well, they were like old. Like I'm telling you, like I've I don't think I've ever like had a paying client that like I I've done it like in school. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, of course, this is fucking. They want this. So now I have now I have like different individuals. I have clusters. (laughs) I have trios. I have the the lash lash slices are millimeters
1: too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like you have to, and it and it's also a pain in the ass because like the other thing was like I was like I don't want to like be like wasting these lashes just to practice, but you just have to.
1: Yeah. That's the only way. And, you know, it's, that's the only way you're going to get better is if you keep practicing and you have to look at it as an investment in your business, it's not going to be a waste of product. It's not going to be a waste of your time because you are dedicating time to bettering yourself as an artist for your clients in the future. Right. Yeah. So let's chat about a little bit
0: about your TikTok and content creating. So mm-hmm. so I know you said your boyfriend encouraged you to start your TikTok. Uh, when did you kind of start seeing like a return, whether it was, because I know like you probably use it not only for your pro makeup artistry to find mm-hmm. clients, you also work with brands, right? For branded deals. So, did you start seeing the return? Did you start seeing the like brand deals first? So, did you start seeing like a difference in like your amount of like
1: client requests? Or I definitely saw more client requests client requests first because of the content I was pushing. I was doing a lot of, you know, I still do a lot of advice videos, a lot of tips and tricks and stuff like that. So then, you know, clients were like, oh, I think I want her because she is able to do this or she knows, she knows her shit, kind of thing. But right. I think the brand deals came a little later once, you know, brands usually like to see engagement and stuff like that. So after they saw the engagement and stuff like that, that's when they started to be like, Hey, you want to do this? And I think it helps because as a wedding makeup artist, We are constantly working with different products in our kit and clients always ask what products are using and, you know, they go out to buy them so I think it's a great idea for brands to reach out to working makeup artists because we are always trying out new, new products and we're always using them on different people who Mm -hmm. always ask us what are you using I really like that and they go out and buy themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When people
0: like that's a, that's the that's the other thing. A lot of like people that follow me, they're like, I don't want to be like a content creator because like I don't want to be doing reviews and stuff like that. And Carly, you're like a great example of you started seeing like the return in your actual freelance makeup business before even that the brand deals came. So I feel like there's right. like such like a untapped potential for us pro makeup artists. You said that you mentioned that you do a lot of how to videos and stuff like that. Do you have like any sort of like posting formula that you follow? I know some people do content pillars. Do you write down your ideas? or Are you someone that just kind of makes them on the fly
1: like me? There are some things that I plan, but most of the time I'm on the fly because I'm, I have ADHD. I, if <laughs> I'm, I mean, I can, I can try to be organized, but my ADHD makes me forget to be organized. So, but yeah, I just kind of post whatever I feel like posting. There are some days, like, for example, I do testimonial Tuesdays on my Instagram. And so that I do plan accordingly. I'll, you know, now my Instagram, I have to have a little bit of a structure in there. So it looks even and not like this, just like all whopper job. But when it comes to my TikTok, you know, I just, you also have to think of your audience too. And a lot of my audience on TikTok loves the how-tos and loves the tips and tricks. So I post more of those on TikTok and then more just bridal makeup on Instagram as well. But I'm trying to post more like vlogs, day in the life of a makeup artist on my TikTok as well. Mm -hmm. Do you think that those how-to videos do
0: well on Instagram? Like, have you like seeing them do it because some, uh, sometimes like the algorithm
1: doesn't even favor it you know what the I mean algorithm sucks on both <laughs> TikTok and Instagram and I yeah. really do think it depends on the type of video I do think that they the how-to videos do well but I also think it's more of just the advice videos like from a makeup artist to client kind of advice videos that do really well because I follow a lot of makeup artists who also like to share pieces of advice for clients to know a of their wedding day or before your wedding day mm-hmm. or, you know, when you're picking on a makeup artist, because it helps us like, let us help you to find us or, you know, give this advice. Right. Yeah. Biddy is like, I want to,
0: I want to also tell you definitely like, you have to like, look at like Carly's feed, like pause this if you haven't followed her before. So you can kind of like get a gauge of kind of what we're talking about. But like, you don't really do that many like makeup tutorials, right? Or maybe, maybe you do. And it just doesn't pop up on my for you page because of my algorithm.
1: I don't do a lot of tutorials and that's yeah. because I suck at centering myself. in the camera. <laughs> um, I do need to do more tutorials though, because I love teaching yeah. people how to do certain makeup looks. So I definitely need to yeah. do more tutorials, but I love yeah. just yeah. mostly sharing my advice. I, I like being that person that people go to, like, I need, you know, how do I find a makeup artist? Oh, go to Carly's page. She has a ton of advice. I like being that go-to person for that specific thing. But also tutorials are really fun to do as well. The point that I want to make here
0: is that a lot of makeup artists feel intimidated because they don't want to do like a a tutorial. You know what I mean? They don't when they think of content creation, they think of tutorials, they think of those things. Go to Carly's feed and see what we're talking about. When she talks about advice, she'll sit she she just sits down like she's talking to a friend. Uh, You just sit down and kind of like chat like here are my top tips. Like I was watching I was like looking at your feed right before we got on this because I because I do my homework guys. Um, So I was just looking at them in one of your um, most viewed videos was just like you just rattling off tips and what I appreciate about you the most and the other TikTok creators that I like is before you even give advice you're like this has been around forever I didn't invent it (laughs) I
1: and you know it's those fucking comments dude like there are a lot of people who like to say like that's not a new trick or whatever but like now I have to be like okay listen before I jump into it like I did not come up with this. This has been a trick for however many years and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it's just those people that are like, you didn't come up with this. And like, this has been known for a long time. like, okay, well, I'm still going to share it anyways, because there are people on there who have never heard of this trick and it would benefit them.
0: So well, on the flip side of that, there's people that go, I'm going to, I'm going to let you in on the best hack that makeup artists don't want you to know. And it's like, and then they go viral and people like call it the blah, 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 like cheek, you know, blush
1: hack. And then every makeup artist is like, this is like, this has been a thing. (laughs) We want you to know about this. And that's like, I don't understand the whole gatekeeping thing, like I, as a makeup artist, like give me all the advice, give me all the tips, give me all the products I need to know about. And I would never, like, I remember when I was first starting out as a makeup artist, I was a sponge. I absorbed and I still do like as a makeup artist, you're continuing to grow and stuff like that, but you just absorb all the information you're given, whether it's about a product or whether it's about a technique or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so gatekeeping and like this is what they don't want you to know i've never really understood that so
0: i think that it's more because people are looking to go viral and they're looking for that hook so like a lot of videos start out with like here's a makeup tip that people don't want you to know or like here's the you know like to hook you in what is your opinion on like making videos to go viral have you ever like jumped on a like it's no shame have you ever trump jumped on a viral
1: trend like what's been your experience kind of like in that I think I have a couple of times, but not in the intention of going viral. It's more so for my viewers to know like my stance on something or, you know, what I think as just a professional in general. But I just think this is just, again, my personal opinion, go creating a video just to go viral just for that kind. I don't know. It just feels a little bit less genuine Mm -hmm. instead of just creating content for my viewers. You know, I just, I like creating the content I know my followers like versus just trying to go viral and trying to, you know, get somewhat of attention. So, right. And it's like you, it's like Robert Walsh, Makeup by
0: Maritza, Courtney Hart. You guys are all in the same like wheelhouse of like, a lot of times you'll like try a viral hack or trend and be like, "This is why it's worth. Like the one with the pink on blush on the under eyes, and everybody's I never just even like, "Tempted to do it because but,
1: there were already so many people doing it." And I'm like, but "We're just like that's just that's color correcting." <laughs> color and yeah, Terry Tomlinson, where are you, please? Yes, Terry. How do I forget
0: fucking Terry? I met please Terry please, in person please. for the first time at the makeup show, right. and I, I was just like, "I uh Terry, Terry is." the best there's anything relating to color theory i'm i'm waiting for her she, yeah and i love she, her she just started a series on primers and mm-hmm. priming the face versus buying actual primer right. and so she just started serious on that i mean terry's i i like appreciate the fact that Ter, terry's been in the game for so long and she's getting her roses on fucking right. tiktok
1: yes. <laughs> like, yes it makes me really happy right and that, like i've i've no i've you know, known about her for so long. And as soon as I start haunting, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. And then it's just so, it's so fun to see like people discovering makeup artists who've been in the industry for so long and giving their advice that they've been using for however many years they've, they've been working. Right.
0: Yeah. You know, I've said this so many times and I'll say it again. I just want to inspire you guys to like take a leap and try because it doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter what you look like. The only thing I would say is like, come in with a little bit of thick skin in case you start getting like hate comments. But like, other than that, like, just take a chance because a lot of times you will have an audience. You just will never know unless you try it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And like I was mentioning in the beginning of this, you know, if they don't know you personally, don't take it personally. And that that, this is coming from someone like a people pleaser. I'm the youngest of three daughters. So I'm the baby of the family. I cry at the drop of a hat. So <laughs> I. it's not uncommon for me to be like stuck up on a comment for days on end. But it's also, I have to remind myself, like, this person, I have no idea who they are, no idea what they look like. I don't even know why they follow me and give me a mean comment anyways. Why are you wasting your time kind of thing. So it's like, you just have to think about, you know, what are you going to take away from that? Like, right. (laughs) Like, yeah, exactly. So as far
0: as your brand deals go on TikTok, like, what is like the income potential for getting brand deals? Do you think it's something that's sustainable or just like supplemental income? Like what's been your experience with that? And, you know, any of your advice when it comes to that?
1: So I've only gotten a few brand deals. So I'm not like, my foot is in the water, but I'm not like, and you know, those bigger content creators by any means. But um, I think it's a fantastic way of income once you get a little bit more onto, you know, the platforms and you get a little bit more recognition. And I think the reviews that, you know, the tutorials you can make, the reviews you can film, reviewing these products and, you know, brands want to see people review their products, you know, like Michaela, she's constantly reviewing new products and brands are always taking the opportunity to try and send her products. So the right. more you review and the more you put different products and techniques out there, brands are going to be like, Oh, you can do this technique with our product. And you know, right. Brands, brands will create co- or create product for whatever is going viral right now. Like, you know, indeed labs made that, you know, that bronzer because sunkiss skin is in summer is coming. People want that bronzer. So I somehow uh-huh. ended up on their PR list. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> yeah. They sent me their stuff at like
0: from my Rachel Rose makeup account, which is surprising. Cause like I, it's been inactive for like almost a year now. Right.
1: <laughs> I, well, I love it. the nano blur though. It's actually like a favorite of mine as an oily skin person. It's fantastic. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Yeah. And also biddies, if you want to learn more about like content creation rates and things like that, listen to, I think it was. What by the time this airs, it would be uh, like two weeks ago. We have Moose. Moose mm-hmm. loves you. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She's yes. like she she's incredible. And we get into the down and dirty about content creating, like actual like negotiations with brands and her rates, dollar amount, and like her advice. So like we really get into that. So if that's the space that you want to get into, make sure to listen to that episode. So Carly, I am trying to do this more often. I always forget. But biddy is like, I I, I keep saying this, like, please, please subscribe to my fucking notifications for my stories and shit because like okay. I don't know what the algorithm is but like some days my stories will get like 400 views some days they will get 20 and I'm like really? why 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 are you hiding them from my people my right. people need
1: to these are notifications and even so, posts too like I'll post the like at yeah. the times when my feed is the busiest and I'm like I, I don't show it this. and I even like put on my yeah. story and everything yeah nothing
0: turn on notifications okay yes. but that being said what I'm doing now more often is I'm asking you guys for questions for our guests the day before we record. I don't do it further in advance because a lot of times things get rescheduled and like, you know, I don't wanna to do it too close to date. So Carly, I was able to get a couple questions specifically for you from our followers. So you up for it? I'm so ready. Awesome, okay. So first question is, what are your favorite products? And let's say like, what are your favorite products for yourself, like your top three makeup products? And your favorite
1: long wear products for your bridal kit, top three. These are always the hardest questions to answer because I have (laughs) so fucking many, but in terms of my own personal favorites, it's funny because I bought a house and so everything's packed up and I'm like, what products am I going to leave out (laughs) to work with? But I think something that I've been loving, I mean, I use this on myself and in my own kit as well the Ben Nye Studio Color Press Powder. Mm, I feel like mm -hmm. people sleep on Ben Nye because they think it's like strictly theater SFX and theater and like super heavy, but I have so, like their blush palette, I have it on my eyes and my lips or my my cheeks and my lips. You can, Mm -hmm. you know, universal, but Ben Nye products just in general, I love them because they're multi-use. They're small and compact. You can put them in your kit. They travel really easily as well. Like with this palette, I can carry this. I can set my face with it. I can use it for bronzer. I can use it for contour to highlight Mm -hmm. whatever it is. This is fantastic. And then the color wheel, I'm just gonna go ahead and make this my second one. Fantastic. I, l- I have all three of them in my kit because I mean, these are the most long wearing, most pigmented blushes in the history of ever. I love them. They stay on forever. They have beautiful pigment in a tiny bit, goes a long way. And then something that I've actually been really loving recently, so if anyone who follows me knows, I used to use Elmer's glue in my eyebrows because that is the only brow glue that stayed in my eyebrows and like kept Mm -hmm. my hairs up it's cheap and whatever but I've been too lazy to do that so I've just been randomly just filling in my brows but I love the bold face better brows eye pencil Mm. if you're someone who likes a waxy formula this is fantastic it goes on it's very creamy pretty pigmented as well the spoolie on the other end is actually like kind of fluffy it's not that kind of you know the display applicators yeah that you not like uh too uh or whatever yeah really fluffy so when you do need to brush out that color say you did a little bit too much it fades it out to where it just kind of feathers the product rather than dragging it and taking Mm -hmm. it away making those kind of weird like strokes yeah those are my top
0: let's see so i know you actually do not do makeup full time right you have a nine to five because you were just talking about this on your tiktok what's your nine to five
1: uh, insurance, is fun as insurance can be, because no one calls you to praise about you. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I-, I got a claim I need to make. Well,
0: I think that by the end of the year, I'm going to put this out there that you're going to be full time. Um, you got this. Broad, fingers you got this. Broad, bro. Yeah. So people, this is another thing that you and I have talked about a couple of times about like how we feel about client horror stories and stuff like that. And especially on social media. So, so many people, you guys really, and they ask me too, whenever I do like yeah. ask me anything, people wanna know horror stories. And if you're a real biddy and you've been here since the beginning, you know that I don't do that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Cause I, I just feel like either. there's some yeah. sort of
0: like client, you know, confidentiality. I never wanna make someone feel othered because of something that they said, if it's out of like not knowing Right. Versus being a Karen. But the way that I'm going to word this question basically is, you know, in like a teachable moment. So can you recall a hard to navigate bridal client interaction? And how did you conflict resolved in a professional way to make the client so, happy?
1: I've had a client and this was one of those clients where you no one could please them. Like no matter right. who whose chair they were sitting in they couldn't please them it was a trial and i had was doing the trial you know i asked for photos and i you know something that is has helped me in trials and asking for inspiration is having them bring photos of their own makeup and what they're comfortable with wearing and so we did that i did something very rep you know that replicated what they're usually used to wearing and this is the first time i ever had someone look in the mirror and laugh (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know if it was like, they were nervous or what. And I, they laughed and I'm like, I don't know how to react to this. Like I've had people like, you know, put it this close to their face, but I've never had someone laugh. And I'm like, you know, is there something you want to change? Like I am, I'm also the type that I am always asking questions. I'm always wanting to figure out what is going on, if there is anything wrong. And I'm like, is there anything you want to change? And, uh, she was just like I, I think it's great but something is off and um you know that's where you kind of troubleshoot you ask the probing questions what is it you know blah 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 and uh we I think changed lashes we uh, changed a couple of other things and it was still to the point where I like once you're in the industry for long enough you are really good at reading body language mm-hmm. and demeanor and I could just tell I had changed this woman's makeup a numerous amount of times you just know she's still not feeling it and I'm in thank God it was a trial. It wasn't, you know, she hadn't booked yet, but I was like, you know, reach out my email, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. And I never heard from her, but I am, I'm also the type to reach out and, you know, Hey, just checking in. Are we, you know, did you want to do another trial, whatever? And ultimately they went in a different direction, which is totally fine. But I think it was just the laugh. I was like, Oh, I've never (laughs) Okay, great. Okay. My (laughs) work is a joke. Awesome. No kidding. No, but
0: yeah. Was there, do you think that you would have done anything differently or do you think that that was just like one of those situations where it's like, you just weren't clicking with the client? Cause that happens too.
1: I think it's a combination of both. And I think that was the instance where I had to really learn to put my foot down and to really be like, listen, if we're not on the same page, we're not going to work. I am naturally a people pleaser. So Mm -hmm. I've always been one to try and have every client like me and like my work, but it's just not always going to work out that way. So I think that was the turning point where I was like, not everyone's going to like my work and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And you know, I know that I did what I could do for that client and it just, it just wasn't a match. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. So you just
1: got to like, you know, you got to
0: roll with the punches. It's comes with the job.
1: Absolutely. And there are so many different punches too. like (laughs) so many scenarios. And it's funny because I will, you know, post those viral TikTok sounds and, you know, people take those sounds and contort them to their own experiences and things like that. And I've had people be like, oh, that's quite a funny story to make up to get views. And I'm like, "Uh, makeup artists, we go through a lot of shit. Like we've seen it all. That, yes, we've seen it all. We hear it all. And yeah. we have so many experiences. That
0: Although thinking. every time I say in any situation, I've seen it all, that always jinxes me to have something fucking wild happen. Wait, wait. And so I'm really upset that I just said that because
1: now I swear,
0: <laughs> I swear to you, I'll have to <laughs> there's one I have to start doing. I've been thinking about doing like a little like segment like a 10 minute like bonus episode for patrons with like the guests where it's like after dark because I want to really insert like a example of it here but it's really like it's really out there so I'll have to tell you afterwards (laughs) so one last question from the audience is I don't know if your market is really saturated where you live but if it is or isn't what what makes you stand out how do you stand out as in the bridal industry
1: I think bringing it back to how you market yourself and you have to market to the client that you want there. I mean, Columbus is saturated with makeup artists and that's a good thing. You know, there are makeup artists for everyone. And, you know, I work with makeup artists who only do ride only and they do very natural makeup. But then I also know makeup artists who do those full glam who specialize in Southeastern Asian weddings and, you know, all that stuff. So it's really about navigating the kind of client that you want and also collaborating again with those other artists, because Mm -hmm. I know another artist who can, you know, bring your vision to life that I know I can't, I'm going to refer you to that person. So it helps to know those makeup artists as well. Don't think of them as competition because everyone has something to offer. I think that's something that people think of when there is a saturated market, you're trying to be that number one, you're trying to be the one that people always go to. But I think it's more just knowing the industry and knowing the people around you and collaborating and asking for advice and referring one another when anyone you know isn't available
0: right okay so that's it for our listener questions like i said biddies please subscribe to my notifications so that you're in the loop and you know who's coming up on the podcast and you can ask your questions and maybe it'll be ask of our guests so the only way you can do that is if you subscribe to the notifications so you're in the loop and yeah so one question actually from me that like this jogged my memory what is um one
1: makeup trend that you wish would just go away already not a trend but i think I think this is coming up from me remembering the whole Bobby Brown thing that just happened. Yes. (laughs) Um, Not like if you know a product isn't going to work for you, don't try to make it work for you. Like that's part of the reason why I haven't tried that Bobby Brown balm is because I am an oil slick. Usually at the end of the day, I know it's not going to work for me. I'm not even going to try to make it work for me. So I think it's more just trying the, the trend of, Trying to go viral and trying to, you know, clickbait for lack of a better term. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah.
0: That's a good one, and I yeah. agree. Yeah.
1: So let's uh, we're we're like kind of
0: running up on time. I want to give you like a couple quick like rapid fire this or that. Oh God! So this one I'm ready. <laughs> bridezilla or Momzilla? Ooh, um, Bridezilla. <laughs>
1: moms are ruthless sometimes so yeah, I know I know that's why I did that
0: ring light or natural light Ooh, natural light without a doubt yeah and of course we got to wrap up the episode with our favorite game would you rather and I know we were kind of talking we were actually you actually brought this up a couple times in the interview and I was like mm. uh so it's kind of relating to this so would you rather have a client hold a mirror during the entire makeup application or they're on their phone the whole time Uh, and like actually on a phone call, like on uh, the face
1: phone, I've done it before and it's way easier than having someone be like this.
0: Look in the mirror. Yeah. A lot of people have like a strict no mirror rule and that's, that's me. No, no,
1: that is not, it's not even an arm's reach for them. Like they, it's not even in a place where I can get it like right then and there. I have to pull it out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're in the basement. (laughs) Literally. We're nowhere near the bathroom. We're like, Oh no.
1: Walk downstairs real quick and get your mirror.
0: (laughs) I love it. So Carly, you're amazing. Thank you so much for (laughs) spending your uh, evening with me. This has been a really great interview. I feel like we could chat forever. We'll have to have you uh, back again soon. I would love it. I had it. a lot of fun. I hope I hope this was a good time for you. I know we were like planning it for a while. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm so excited for this. Yes. yes. So before we leave off, do you have any advice that you'd like to give the listeners about being a makeup artist, bridal makeup, content creating, anything? And then if you want to let them know where they can find you on social media, anything else you want to plug, also so plug your Sephora squad.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm on the Sephora Squad finalist list, yes. which is insane. So if you want to I hate asking for favors, I have never been the person to be like, hey, do this for me. So this feels really weird. To I'll ask say it, you it for
0: you. Go do this for Carly. <laughs>
1: Thank you. But yeah, if I if you want to write me a testimonial, if you also want to follow me on my Instagram and my TikTok, which are Carly Joe Makeup, you can also find the the Sephora Test. Wow. So for testimonial squad link in my bio for both mm-hmm. my TikTok and my Instagram, Carly Makeup. but as far as advice for makeup artists, whether you are in the industry, or are wanting to be in the industry, what kind of medium of makeup you're wanting to be in, keep going. Imposter syndrome is an absolute bitch. So don't compare yourself to others because you never know what they're going through. You don't know what their struggles are. You know, everyone has their own struggles. They just don't show it. That's what social media is. People don't, people want to see the highlights. They don't want to see the lows. So keep doing what you're doing. Always be open-minded and be willing to grow and be willing to learn because that's the only way you're going to be successful in this industry. Don't be closed minded Don't be stagnant. Don't be, you know, like this is how it is. Always be willing to try new things, new products, new techniques, meet new people, take these opportunities, you know, say yes to opportunities, but also don't say no, don't say yes. If like you feel uncomfortable, but you know, step outside of your comfort zone too, because you don't know what kind of doors they're going to
0: lead. Love that. Amen to all that. And <laughs> biddies as a, just as a quick reminder, before we sign off, everything will be in the show notes and the highlight reel. So Carly's Sephora squad testimonial. If you love this episode, please go drop one. It'll be in the show notes for easy access. Thanks Carly. And we will talk <laughs> to you so soon. Yay. Thank you for listening to the Lipstick Biddies podcast. To receive a special surprise from the head bitty in charge in the mail, make sure to drop a review in the app and DM your screenshot to me at Lipstick Bitties. Remember, you are a
1: badass fucking biddy. See you next week.